Recently, Norwegian Cruise Lines updated one of their smaller ships to sail three and four night sailings from Port Miami, Florida. Instead of just visiting to check out the updates, we did one better and headed to sea for a weekend getaway. I'm Billy Hirsch. And I'm Rick Ross. We're recapping our Norwegian sky sailing on this episode of the Cruise Habit Podcast. You're about to set sail on the Cruise Habit Podcast, an audio voyage through the world of ships, ports, and beyond. Welcome aboard. I want to go into all the details of our, well, maybe not all the details, a lot of the details of our three-night sky sailing. Um, and there were parts of it that were surprising to us. There were parts that were just as expected, but but in a great way. Um, but overall, as uh, as we go into the, the different aspects of the sailing, I think it's important to keep... Um, in mind, the, maybe the difference in uh, experience as far as what we're used to. I haven't done a three-night sailing in a really long time, in, in years, um, partially because I feel like it's kind of a tease, something that I'll probably mention again later. Rick, you've done, uh, I think, at least one four-night sailing uh, reasonably recently, uh, if I'm not yeah, mistaken. Uh, a, a couple of them, uh, one on, on Mariner. Uh, of the seas and one on celebrity infinity but i gotta correct you on something billy we did go on a three-night cruise really recently we were on celebrity edge together oh you, that's you, true and my friend jose well was a yeah, it, it's funny i uh, i don't actually think of that in the same way partially because there was just a wow factor of of edge at the time but also because uh i'm not you trying to rub more. this in your in, in your face yeah like right after that i got on for another week <laughs> um yep but but good point. I guess uh, yeah. So different animal in my head, but but uh, but very good point. Um, so yeah, I, I just wanted to to throw that out there for everyone because we're so used to talking about um, seven night sailings or or at least longer than this, and, and certainly not a weekend getaway. Uh, it's been a while for that. So um, I guess getting right in, uh, we should probably mention specifically we we, we said in the intro talk, uh, that we went on Norwegian Sky. This was a three night sailing. Uh, it was over a weekend. We started off on, uh, we left Port Miami on a Friday. And um, we sailed to two destinations. And actually, I was kind of delighted with the destinations that we hit in that it was yeah, Key West. Good good yeah, I, I thought it was absolutely perfect because like beach versus city kind of thing, you know, uh, Key West mm. and Great Stirrup K or Key, depending on who you ask, and Seals Private Island. Um I was happy, even though, you know, we'll get into what we did in each port, even though maybe it was a little bit warm and we ended up just staying on the ship for uh, for a lot uh, a lot of it. But uh, this is what we chose. Um, we, you know, we wanted to we wanted to kind of compare. We hadn't seen Sky before. I mean, we both of us had, but not in this iteration. She'd uh, right. she'd undergone a lot of work. Uh, we'd written about the the major refurb. We actually talked to Frank Del Rio, um, NCL's CEO and president about that. Um, a couple episodes back. So it was exciting to check that out for one, uh, but there were other factors as well. Yeah, let's get to the real reason, Billy. There is one problem. It had just been too long since the last cruise. Yeah, I mean, let's see. I was going, uh, for me at least, I was going to New Stottendam, uh, was that in April? And then we, uh, I've got Equinox coming up in the very end of August, and I couldn't wait all that time. I don't know. What, what was your timeline looking like? Oh, I'm scrolling back through my calendar now. Uh, oh, oh, well, I'd been on the MSCC side, mm -hmm. and uh, we didn't cover that much on the blog because you had done that. Uh, you had done a live blog 
on MSCC side when you were there. And I think before that it was um, Infinity, and then before that I did my uh, land trip to Peru. So it wasn't a cruise; it was. Uh, so it was my regular uh, and, and and you haven't gone cruise, on another one since Sky. So entirely too long. We both had big cruising gaps and uh, that needed to be fixed. Do again. So we it, So this was real last minute. Like we just saw that there was this price and we jumped in, yeah. Oh yeah, that that's a good point. Um I, I think what, maybe six days before? Um yeah, and that's right. You know, it's people talk about last minute uh, last minute deals and stuff. This, this was not exactly one of those. <laughs> um, uh, summer is high demand, low supply uh, when it comes to Caribbean cruising. So uh, sailings generally sell out and prices are a lot higher, but sometimes you, you have that itch and you need to scratch it. And that's what happened. Um, you know, still what I, I feel like, you know, the, what we paid was, was perfectly fair for, for the, uh, experience. Did you, when, when we talked about this, cause I, I think this went down like, Hey, you want to go on sky this date? And you said, yes. And that was about all that went into it. Um, right. When right. I mentioned it, uh, when it came up, did you have any apprehensions about a weekend sailing? Not so much because, uh, it's a ship I had been on before but had changed. So I was, I've, I've very much experienced Sky before, been on a Norwegian ship that size. It was really more about checking out the differences and then just, well, enjoying your and Larissa's company. Oh, shucks. Gosh. If, if, if people could see the record, the, the video that we're not recording, I'm oh, blushing. He's blushing. Yeah. Um, so uh, I, you know, I had mentioned I had some apprehensions, not, not because I didn't think I was going to have a great time, but it's just for me, such a tease. Now, uh, most people, uh, if you've listened before, if you've read before, you know that I live in South Florida, Rick lives in the other place that calls himself South Florida, even though they're as far North as Orlando topic for another episode. <laughs> um, so a lot of people going, Oh yeah. Okay. Well, I, I flew, you know, three hours to take a weekend cruise, Billy. I'm spoiled. I realize that. Um, Sandy, let, let's dive in. We, uh, it was a last minute thing. We booked like six days out, which is mm-hmm. uh, kind of magical. Uh, I, years ago, I think I booked a cruise like three days out. And I just remember sitting by the pool going, I can't believe I'm on a cruise right now. I didn't think this was going to happen like four days ago. Um, so that's neat. Um, when we booked, uh, we each booked with kind of different packages because um, NCL likes to to bundle things for the most part. Something that we both had, though, were drinks. Well, since mine is more boring, why don't I describe mine first? Yours is more. Yours is more of a wow. Um, I don't, don't put don't put your package down that way, Rick. <laughs> <laughs> so. I, I, so what, I was traveling solo. So as we've discussed before, when I travel solo, most of the time I got to pay double. Oh, come to think of it on Epic, I um, did not have to pay that single supplement. And that's something you can find on Norwegian site. If you go on and look just one guest, when it shows you the cruise results, there will be certain sailings marked with a solo cruiser discount where you're not paying that full single supplement. Sometimes it's uh, 75%, 50%. Sometimes it's all the way down to nothing. But in any event, cruising by myself, uh, so I went with the cheapest option. That was the inside guarantee. And I knew that I did want to upgrade my drinks because, um, I, I don't like to be told no when I'm at a bar. So if I want to order something, I want it to be included. So that was the one 
kind of like perk that I picked was the the drink upgrade. And I want to make sure everyone knows uh, you say drink upgrade because at the time that we booked this, and we have to be rather specific because mm-hmm. it changed like, I don't know, while we were on the cruise or something right around that time. Uh, at the time that we booked this and for the last couple years, Norwegian Sky and Norwegian Sun, I believe, um, all fares included uh, the, be- the beverage package. And then you could opt to upgrade it either with cash or as one of the free at sea uh, perks. Um, yep. That is no longer the case if you already have a sailing booked. Um, that's not well specifically it is sailings that commence after September 1st yes that's true so there are there are still a couple people that uh, that may still take advantage of that who are listening um, but generally speaking uh, that's that's not the case and uh, and I honestly don't think it's a big deal because NCL allows you to bundle all sorts of things so you're always paying for it the drinks were never free you're paying for it in your cruise right. fare. Um, so that's why Rick mentioned upgrading the beverage package just to include uh, more expensive spirits, wines, whatever the case may be. So uh, so that, so that you got the interior guarantee and you had the one uh, free at sea perk or, or what have you with that, that you upgraded the drink package with. Right. right. Um, what did you think about the room? Oh, perfectly adequate. Uh, really pretty standard interior room. Uh, I liked everything about it with the exception of no solid door on the shower shower is still a shower curtain other than that everything was great yeah um and it was the same i uh i'll talk about mine in a second but uh similar thing with the shower curtain i think it's older ship they just don't have the physical space to retrofit a solid door thing in there so yeah yeah wish it was different but not not exactly a deal breaker for me right um so i booked a veranda guarantee and if you're not sure what guarantees are, we'll, uh, we explained that actually on the site, but basically that means, uh, it's going to be in my case, a veranda in Rick's case, an inside where, who knows that's up to them. Uh, that's the, the very short version of that. Uh, what was the phrase that we saw? You might be in a part of the ship you never considered staying in. <laughs> yes. I thought that was a beautiful, uh, bit of wordsmithery on their part. Um, I, I don't mind guarantees. Uh, and in this case, it worked out really well for me. I ended up, my assignment ended up being an aft balcony all the way aft, uh, unique shape to the balcony, a m- little more space and a really unique view. I'd never had an aft balcony. And now it is something that I'm always going to be searching for when I cruise. Um, it was, it was nice. Um, on a larger ship, I could see it being a little inconvenient perhaps because you have to walk all the way across the ship sometimes. That's true. But on, on Sky, non-issue. Uh, and with the veranda guarantee, I got all four perks. Uh, or I keep forgetting how they word it. But uh, upgraded drink package, shore excursion package, uh, specialty dining, and internet. Um, internet on this sailing, at least, and I, I think this is pretty standard the way that NCL does it. That does not mean unlimited. That includes, I believe it was 250 minutes. Yeah, um, that's what I've seen, 250. But what was nice is I was able to upgrade that uh, and get a credit. So I think I got either a 50 or a $75 credit uh, if I wanted to upgrade that, which mm-hmm. on a shorter sailing was great. So um, they have they have several packages. I'm actually looking at the paper right now. Uh, 15 bucks for social, 30 for unlimited, 35 for unlimited premium. So VPN access, streaming stuff, things like that. Um, so, you know, 35 times three minus whether it was 50 or 75, the credit that, yeah. that was a win for me. I, I like that. And the service was actually 
pretty decent. So, uh, so it worked out. Back to the room itself, though, um, I found it rather nice. Um, small uh, Sky has small rooms. It's an older ship, and no matter what they do within reason during the refurb, uh, it's not going to change the size of the room. But perfectly spacious for for three or four nights sailing. You know, there was plenty of room for our bags. Uh, the bed was actually I found very comfortable, um, as were the the linens. Um, no complaints, and and everything looked. And felt very, very fresh, as as it should after a, a big refurb. Uh, the color palette seemed modern, things like that. So overall, I, I was actually, uh, I would say the the rooms themselves um, exceeded my expectations. Um, you know, perhaps because perhaps because we both had reasonable expectations. Um, you know, we didn't we didn't think we were walking into uh, you know some brand new mega ship or something like that. But really comfortable, good quality. Uh, so mm-hmm. let's get to um, the the actual process uh, and the the journey, embarkation and check in. Uh, we left from the uh, cruise habit headquarters, cruise habit world headquarters in Boca Raton, Florida, and we took uh, lift. Um, I think we can both agree that if you are within the same general metropolitan area of a port that's going to be the best option because you're paying for the whole group of people to go. You're not paying for individual people on a transfer. I mean, not that a transfer would come from my house, but, uh, you know, if we're talking the airport, I think the same thing would stand. And, and that worked. Uh, once we got to the port and, uh, and made sure we did not leave anything in the lift because I actually kind of did that last week or two weeks ago. That's Hmm. fun. Um, (laughs) check in, um, I know how I felt about the check-in. It it was not bad in any way, but uh, it shows how quickly we get spoiled. Uh, but I want to hear it from from you first, Rick. It, yeah, it was uh, not so bad because MSC I think was not that different from this, but this was certainly different from Celebrity Edge. Yeah, it's uh, I mean, it's hard to call it a step back. It's just that Edge was so far forward. Um, Regular check-in process, went up to a desk, had my paperwork and my card, and then got my room key, um, had my picture taken. But in other systems, all of this is done ahead of time. Yeah, uh, no complaints. You know, Rick, Rick has described it. That, that's what happened. We didn't have to really, I mean, I think we waited, what, two minutes in line? You know, it was yeah. nothing. Um, it's just uh, Terminal 25, done that twice with Edge. Terminal A, did that on Symphony. And these are really futuristic, you know, uh, and I mean that in terms of technology and just the ideas around them and, and the flow of passengers and how the facilities are, mm-hmm. are, are designed. Um, so while a part of me was like, is this the olden times? Um, it, it was fine. Like no complaints. It was nice and quick. Uh, we waited after a check-in for like half an hour just because we got there really early and the ship wasn't boarding yet. Right. Uh, the other thing I would say about like the old fashioned terminal compared to the new one. And just so we're talking about it now and don't have to remember to come back to it. Uh, when we were disembarking, uh, that bottleneck was the one elevator going down. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's a very good, I almost want to write a letter about like, because I've seen this in multiple ports. Like, why can't we yeah. do something why about can't that? Just that? Put that a seems... second elevator. In. Yeah. 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 Um, Okay, so uh, so we get on the ship, um, walking through. Uh, you know, we'll talk about the individual things. Walking on board, my first impression. Uh, you, when and we both sailed on the ship at least once, I think uh, I think each of us maybe a couple times. Um, 
I was pleasantly pleasantly surprised. I mean, it was comfortable and familiar, but everything looked really refreshed. Um, you took the word right out of my mouth. Uh, that's what I was going to say. Familiar, but refreshed. Yeah, it is, is kind of nice. Is um, I, I lease cars, right? So every couple of years, I get a, a new car. And for the last several years, I've just moved from one Accord to another. And it's kind of that, it's kind of like that. It's like, oh, this is very comfortable and familiar, but fresh. So, uh, so that was a good feeling. Um, let's talk about some of the individual, um, things and, and pretty much everyone's favorite topic around cruising, uh, dining, um, main dining room. We spent a lot of time there for, for a number of reasons. Uh, but tell me what was your take overall? Uh, I, I enjoyed the main dining room, but I can't say that we had a typical experience there. Uh, so m- maybe is this the time to back up to my previous experience on Sky? Uh, by all means, go to for es- it. establish a character in this story, I guess? Yes. Uh, so I went on Sky a few years ago with some of my uh, some of my pharmacy school classmates, and uh, we met a waiter there named Bosco Vaz, and that guy was just fantastic. Um, when we went back uh, the next night, we requested him. Uh, had to wait a little bit because we were not the only people requesting him, but he was well worth the wait. So I had this kind of like wild thought that I might go on the ship, cross paths with him and know that I was going to get an excellent waiter. And sure enough, our first day in the, uh, in the buffet, uh, I looked over my shoulder, saw a familiar face and there was Bosco, uh, asked him if he in fact was the same guy I was thinking of. And he said, yes. <laughs> and he said, well, where are you dining tonight? And we said the palace. He said, good. That's where I am. Come and join me. So yeah, uh, he's now been promoted to uh, assistant major D. So not a, not a waiter, not the waiter taking care of our table, but he definitely organized some great. He was the maestro. That's a great way to put it. Um, I, I've just realized as you were explaining this, it's been years since we went on a cruise together, and within the first 12 hours, you didn't recognize a crew member. <laughs> wait, wait, say that? What, say that again? Whenever, whenever we cruise, you yeah. immediately find a crew member that stood out on a past sailing, maybe on a different ship. Oh, that's true, because when we went on Edge, we also saw, um, well, they, I mean, there was a lot of people on Edge from Reflection who I had met. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, so we had what Martin and uh, Mr. Niazi Korkmaz, the cruise director, or mm-hmm. sorry, the hotel director. We had Martin, the cruise director, and then uh, Laser, who we met in the Eden Bar. Yep, yeah. that's true. And and if anyone listening ever uh, runs into Rick or I on a, a ship, uh, please please say hi. Uh, just know oh, that sure. if I've met you like four times before, I'm not like Rick. There's a good chance that I'm not going to remember, especially by face. It's nothing personal. I'm very bad at this. Rick is very good at this. Last time I saw a crew member that uh, that I recognized from a previous sailing, other than when it was like, you know, two weeks apart on the same ship. I think it's because that crew member recognized me and reminded me. So yeah, you're better at this. So so anywho, we, uh, b- because of everything that Rick mentioned, um, we had, um, it was like we had our own assistant maitre d' uh, anytime sure. we were in the main dining room. And he made sure we were taken fabulous care of. Now, you know, w- would our experience have been um, any materially different in, in quality if it wasn't for him? I, I don't know. Uh, I mean, I, I ordered off the menu. I didn't get, I, I know uh, 
so uh, Larissa was choosing to dine mostly vegan mm-hmm. on this trip, so she was making some special requests. Mm-hmm. But I ordered off the menu and thought most everything was fantastic. Yeah, and uh, and the the service, um, you know, uh, as far as the the regular waiters and assistant waiters, they were all on point as well. I, I don't remember ever like wanting for anything. Um, that, was, that was pretty good. Uh, food, yeah, I, I, I ate a lot of Indian food. Uh, we like Indian food, and they brought us a lot of Indian food. But I ordered a number of things off the menu as well. The um, the only thing that I recall in the main dining room that I didn't uh, love, and this is this is really not a complaint because this maybe is just me and something that I found on a lot of ships, Embarkation Day lunch was not bad. Um, but I just find they're very, you know, the... The, the options are, are thin on Embarkation Day lunches in the main dining room. And so mm-hmm. I was like, eh, eh. But uh, it was still, I was I was happy to be on the ship. So frankly, you could have handed me a, a Pop-Tart and I probably would have been perfectly thrilled. Um, and we should mention also, you you, uh, you had already said that the, this was in the palace, I believe is the name yes. of that dining room. Yes. There is another yeah. main dining room. Uh, do you remember the name? Crossings. Crossings. So Crossings all the way aft yeah yeah that's correct crossing is the blue colored one at the aft section of the ship and palace is the pink colored one in the mid of the ship i appreciate you pointing out the locations with the colors so now all of our colorblind guests will know exactly what color <laughs> palettes uh, they're <laughs> dealing with when when they sail norwegian sky well no it, it struck me on my first uh sailing on the sky that they really did have identical decor just one was produced in blue tones and the other was produced in pink tones. And that did not change. Huh. Interesting. I don't like, think they were, I set the foot rooms in were the crossings. Redone, but they're still blue pink. Yeah, I'm thinking, I don't I don't know that I set foot in the crossing. So anyway, yeah, we, we stayed in the palace because that's where uh, Mr. Bosco Faz was. Uh, moving on to the buffet, which they have like three names for their buffet, depending on which section you're in. Uh, yeah, it's indoor versus outdoor. That's what it is. Yeah, I think like the Great Outdoor Cafe mm-hmm. yeah, versus. That's the... Well, that's the outdoor one. It would be weird if that was uh, the indoor clearly. one. <laughs> and what's the indoor one called? I can't recall right now. We'll we'll uh, edit it in post. We're not going to edit it in post. We're not editing post for that. <laughs> um, so for this buffet. It's kind of the older setup. It seemed yes. like everything was organized into lines and people were lining up. And there were times where I, I kind of thought, I, you know, I just want that one item. And I don't know. Uh, I just want to jump in and grab it. But yep. it seemed like everybody was lining up. And in fact, I think at one time I saw kind of like a stanchion out in front mm-hmm. so that a person could not just jump in the line and grab the one thing they want and jump out. Um, yeah, I'm not crazy about that. Yeah. Um I mean, I think that pretty much everyone would agree the island or station method mm-hmm. is better. And that's why it's done on every ship that I'm aware of that was built in the last like five, maybe even 10 years. Uh, it's it'd be a real hard thing to retrofit. Not impossible. I think yeah. actually um, I think actually Disney Magic and Wonder um, changed that up. Uh, you are completely correct about that. When it yeah. went from beach blanket to cabanas. Mm-hmm. But uh, but it is tricky. So I understand why it is the way it is. And, uh, you know, it, it'd it be nice the other way. What about the, the food quality? What'd you think and options? Yeah. Oh, I thought it was, I thought it was pretty good. It was it was what I expected on a, a ship of that size. Um, 
Hmm. I didn't think there was like crazy wild things. And, but there's everything I expected. Yeah. Uh, not the widest variety of options now. Um, you know, again, smaller ship, smaller capacity, you're probably going to have fewer options, but I, I think it's safe to say that, uh, any, I don't want to say reasonable or normal, cause that's kind of, <laughs> don't mean that in a negative way. But most people were going to find at least, uh, a set of items that they liked, if not more. And the quality of everything I thought was actually very good. Um, I didn't have anything in the buffet that I that I didn't like based on me thinking the quality wasn't good or that it didn't seem fresh. And in fact, the desserts, I will lay this down, desserts at the buffet on Sky were better than desserts that I've had at the buffet on uh, any Royal Caribbean or Carnival ship. Hmm. My experience, my opinion, your mileage may vary. That- that sounds like you're not putting celebrity in that category. I uh, no, because you know, whenever we compare certain things, I, you need to recognize that there's some separation. It's not an inherently better or worse thing, but difference between uh, contemporary lines and premium lines and expectations and experiences. Um, mm. Some of those experiences may be better on contempor- on a contemporary line than a premium line. Again, there's nothing inherent to that, except just differences. Differences mm. are inherent, but quality is not, and. Uh, so that's why that's why I didn't include celebrity or, or Holland America for that matter in that. So oh on was it the last night of the cruise? No, it was the Yeah, I think it was. It was the last night of the cruise that you guys went to Pinnacle, but you went for a snack, right? Um the sushi bar? Yeah, actually so uh uh let me just jump back for like fifteen seconds because I thought you were about to say something that I would have forgotten about, in fact. Oh, we'll go ahead. Um late at night at the Great oh, Outdoors yeah. Cafe, there is, um, I thought it was just going to be like mm, pizza, uh, maybe some like gas station hot dogs that were on uh, hot rollers for like six hours. Um, they had quite the spread, probably the biggest late night spread um, that I remember seeing on a ship. Uh, there's, I think I put a video of it on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Uh, it may or may not be if you scroll through the channel, but it's, it's definitely in the live blog. It's, uh, it is in the live blog. Yeah, I was just really impressed. I, I, I tried a couple of the things, and they were and they were good. I was really impressed with the number of options for for late night, and it's located right next to um, the local, which is a bar that has mm-hmm. some food options sometimes. Um, but it's a really good late night spot to hang out. It's a good anytime spot to hang out. So it worked out really nicely and was pretty logical that they had stuff there. So I, I give them a lot of points for for the late night uh, buffet option. Um, I'm not sure this is something that's universal to Norwegian ships. I think it is something they have done to adapt to the types of passengers that sail on the sky. And, and for me, that impresses me. Because uh, one of the things that did not impress me about a competitor cruise line was they had a port stop from 5 p.m. to midnight. And when people were getting back on the ship after midnight, they had the same no amount of food that they had every other night at midnight. Like just no regard for a difference in the day. Um, but that that Norwegian has this complete uh, awareness of the different passenger type that might be on this kind of ship and is realigning how the buffet works to accommodate that i'm i'm really impressed by that i, I think that's great yeah service good, good observation good observation um so 
Again, you can check out the video of that late night option over on the live blog, cruisehabit.com. Specialty. So you mentioned uh, Pinnacle Sushi Bar and Lounge. I went, I think it, I think it was a second from, I don't know. I went at some point <laughs> and tried out yeah. uh, Pinnacle Sushi Bar and Lounge, which if I recall from the, the days of yore, uh, I believe that actually was the location of the French specialty restaurant, which is now located on a totally different deck. But this goes back like 10 years or more. So. Yep. No, no, um, no I, I think it's just four years. I think it's prior to the. Okay, yeah, well, I, I, it's been a lot longer for me since I was on Sky than you, so I wasn't sure about that. Yeah. Um, so that venue uh, is interesting. I, I don't know how to how how they can fix this, but the challenge is that it's beautiful. There are a lot of options, and I think people go, "Oh, it's a sushi bar. If I don't feel like sushi, I'm not going in there." Um, which mm-hmm. is a flaw because one, the menu is pretty wide and yes, they, they do have sushi. And I tried one particular dish that you can check out on the live blog and it was probably not the best dish to test against like other sushi, um, error on my part. It, it was good. Uh, definitely bit off more than I can chew literally and figuratively in that selection. Though. <laughs> um, but there were, there were some other non-sushi items on the menu and they had some cocktails that were exclusive to that bar. And there was a lot of great seating. If you just wanted to go in, hang out, and have a couple drinks with great views. If I would have known about that earlier, would have hung out there, um, maybe split my time between local and, and that venue. Uh, we, we spent a lot of time in the local, which I, I liked. It's not mm-hmm. I'm not saying, oh, this is way better than the local. It's just different and just as pretty and, and really close to local, in fact. Um, so definitely uh, make sure, even if you're not a sushi person, if you're going uh, to Sail Sky, check out Pinnacle Sushi Bar and Lounge, which is different than the Pinnacle Grill on Holland America. Who else? I realize there's like a couple specialty restaurants that uh, overlap names across cruise lines. I should have written those down. Uh, so that was that. Mm-hmm. Um, we Neither of us checked out the French restaurant on board, which I'm failing to remember the name of. Uh, I did eat there. Le Bistro. 13 years ago. Uh, Le Bistro. We'll go with it. Uh, Cagney's. Cagney's, we actually uh, got to go for breakfast. Now, I want to be clear, that is not a normal breakfast or, or I think, lunch option. Um, it's generally only for sweet guests. We were invited there because somebody was very, very nice to us. Um, <laughs> I will not expect that in the future, but I will tell you, if you are staying in a suite or you're otherwise able to check out um, Cagney's for breakfast... I was very impressed. I, I don't love breakfast on cruise ships. Um, I always have breakfast. I'm just frequently underwhelmed. But at Cagney's, they had a menu, small menu, but uh, with a number of options that were delicious. And then there was also, in addition to that, a, um, we'll say a cold buffet. Um, sure. With things like uh, ranging from muesli and um, cere- other cereals to croissants to smoke salmon, um, trying to remember there, did yogurt. There were also several martini glasses that had like a yogurt parfait composed yep. in it or some uh, fruit salad or something like that. Really well done. Yeah. Um, always some, someone coming out to check what the levels were and re- replenish. Um, there's a really high level of service. And I'll say about the, uh, the menu, uh, those menu items could be customized. So yep. they had a, uh, an eggs Benedict. And for me, I just want the um, I want the English muffin and the egg 
I don't want uh, Canadian bacon. I don't want the hollandaise. For me, just the English muffin and the eggs enough. And that was very easy to accomplish. Got some salmon, uh, some smoked salmon and some capers off the cold bar and had exactly the breakfast I wanted. It was a great experience. Yeah, and, and very peaceful in there. You have nice views. I think at most there were like four other people in there each time we went. Uh, yeah. Rather quiet. Um, really like that. Spoiled me. Uh Gonna wish I had that next time we're on Sky. I'm willing to bet. <laughs> so, uh, what else in terms of dining? I think that uh, that rounds it out because there's not really there's not really uh, any any smaller venue. Well, I guess the local has some items, but we didn't actually try anything from there. Um, and and uh, the local does not have the same menu as like an Oshi Hands on a larger ship. Yeah, it's a much smaller menu uh, for one, and it's only offered during basically during times that people might want to eat, but the buffet is not open. That seemed to be where yeah. that fell. So yeah. wouldn't really whereas, count Whereas that. on other Norwegian ships, you'd have Oshihans, which is a 24-hour location on mm-hmm. uh, Norwegian Epic and on the Breakaway Breakaway Plus class ships. Yep. You, you can get a couple just like pastry-type items over at the Starbucks that they put on uh, on the ship uh, on Sky. That That's the only other place mm. that I can think of that you can get uh, food there. No shortage, though. Uh, overall, I, I was... I was pleasantly surprised. I thought the main dining room experience, um, you know what, I'll actually give it to him. I said that uh, that I thought the the dessert buffets, uh, buffet desserts, excuse me, were mm-hmm. uh, word order, uh, were better on NCL than on Royal and Carnival in my past experiences. I will actually say that the main dining room experience, um, and again, we didn't necessarily have a normal experience, but I thought overall it, it was better for, for a number of reasons in terms of the volume of the dining room, the, uh, the attentiveness of the service and the quality of the food. Um, I, I was, yeah, I, I was impressed. Um, oh, I know there's one food thing we didn't talk about and you didn't, uh, experience this, um, dining at Great Stirrup Key. So we're going to talk oh, yeah. in, in a minute, yeah. uh, about the destinations, uh, Great Stirrup Key or K is NCL's private island. NCL was actually the first cruise line, still need to record an episode about this, uh, to have their own uh, private island. And uh, there are a number of dining venues, or a number of, some of them they call food trucks, some they call cafes. I don't remember. You can see some photos in the live blog over at Great Stirrup. I actually was invited to eat over in the area that um, was reserved for. Uh, I think guests that booked a villa. Um, mm-hmm. We'll get into the villas and cabanas when we talk about that. But uh, a we'll say an upgraded buffet that was it kind of made me think of the Cagney's experience just because there weren't that many people there, uh, and it was very good food. Um, uh, the 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 desserts were were incredible there. It was the best meal I'd, I that I've had on a uh, private island actually because what I often find on private uh, islands for for cruise ships is that they have kind of a cookie cutter um, barbecue kind of yeah. thing and a lot of people like that more power to them uh, i've had some good things um i like dcl because uh, that's made, the one i was going to mention they, well i like them because they made me indian food and took it to the island <laughs> um <laughs> it always comes I, back to indian food with me i i've just really enjoyed what i ate at the um what do they call it serenity bay cafe or something like that serenity now um, I like their chocolate chip cookies that they have there. Uh, mm. yeah, the, but the, the buffet again, I, the, the, this is one for the villa guests. 
um, and maybe if you are going to the spa on the island, I'm not sure, was top-notch. There was nothing reasonable I could improve upon. Uh, so that that was a, a whole different kind of experience from what I'd ex experienced on other islands. And um, in fact, I got to see some of the same uh, people helping out over in that area that we saw in the main dining room and other places on the ship. And that's that's always, I mean, obviously most of the people on the island are from the ship, but it is, mm -hmm. uh, it is kind of cool when it's, you know, now you feel like you're in a totally different setting and you have somebody that maybe remembers what you like to drink. Uh, even though yeah, it's, I don't know, it's still after all these times, still very novel in my, uh, in my mind. So that's dining on, uh, on the sky. Yes. Uh, uh, just take a, a slight detour to a, a story. Similarly, when I was on my very first DCL cruise on Castaway Key, we were at the, um, Serenity Bay cafe or whatever the buffet by the adults only beach is, um, and met a, uh, someone came by to, cl to clear our plates and I noticed that her name tag said Portugal on it. So I started speaking a little Portuguese to her. And as soon as I said the name of her country with the Brazilian accent, instead of the Portuguese accent, she looked at me and goes, "Ugh, Brazilian. <laughs> <laughs> but otherwise we had a lovely conversation. So that night my friends and I went to Paulo and as we walked in, we saw her. And we didn't know that she was a waitress at Paolo, but I said, oh, Susanna walked over to her and she took great care of us that evening. It was really fun, to, as you said, to, like to connect with someone in a different venue. Um, I actually thought you were going to go with a dad joke a second ago. So her name tag said Portugal and I said, hey, Portugal. Um, yeah. I'm only a little bit disappointed that you didn't just because it would make things think that I say. Well, if you thought I was going to make appealing. a dad joke. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> So let's talk, we talked dining, let's talk bars. Um, and really, I, I don't know if everyone's like this. I know you and I are, we'll try out a bunch of spots, but we tend to end up back at the same one or two places that we really like on a ship for, mm -hmm. for having evening drinks or afternoon drinks or 9.30 in the morning drinks, whatever, I'm not here to judge. I haven't looked at my watch yet drinks. Yeah, exactly. I haven't figured out where my watch went after last night drinks, all of the drinks. Uh, so they're like any uh, cruise ship, no shortage of bars. Some of the standout venues, though, I mentioned the local that um, and for those who, who sailed Sky in the past before her refurb, that used to be I forgot what they called it, but the, the sports bar. And yeah. um, it still, I guess, kind of is a sports bar, but it definitely feels like the the feeling, excuse me, the feeling and the decor um, have just been refined. It doesn't feel like uh, a Chili's anymore. It feels, um, <laughs> yeah. that sounded really snobbish when I said it, maybe, I don't know. It, it feels, it, it actually kind of made me think of a sports bar in, in Boca, not far from here. Um, it, it was rather nice. So there was that, and they had uh, they had some of the scotch that I like, so... That, that stood out. Rick, I know you had uh, a number of drinks. I, I had a couple of them with you at a uh, a bar that was a bit more midship. Um, and I'm trying to remember the name of it now, the Mojito Bar. Sugarcane Mojito Bar. There we go. Sugarcane Mojito Bar. Um, very prominently featured Bacardi rums. That is an understatement. <laughs> <laughs> there, there is a picture on the live blog that Billy took of... Uh, of the wall of Bacardi rum 
behind the bartenders at uh, at Sugar Camo Hito. Yet uh, they had a a drink made with pisco on the at the Mojito Bar, and that's the kind of um, national spirit of the country of Peru. So I had been there, I had uh, experienced Pisco in Peru and wanted to continue that. So I had a Pisco drink when I was on uh, MSCC side. And when I saw a Pisco drink on, <laughs> on uh, the, um, the Norwegian Sky, I was like, yeah, got to try it. So they had uh, Pisco the Chilado and could not tell you what was in it. Ginger beer or something else. Man, real good. Drank a few of those. Yeah, Super it was. I, I'm not a mixed drink person. Delicious. Hmm. Delicious. I, I mean, I'm sorry. Rick saw me laughing on camera, by the way. That's why he started laughing. <laughs> I, I would personally pronounce that spirit Pisco <laughs> for any number of reasons. <laughs> but, you know, you do you. Uh, <laughs> right. <laughs> um, and, you know, if I were speaking Spanish, I definitely would say Pisco. But it's Pisco. <laughs> so they had, um, they had a, I think, maybe like six signature cocktails mo- mojito-esque cocktails yeah um yeah at uh, at sugarcane you could order other things as well they had a uh you know full quote-unquote full bar if i recall um it oh, wasn't absolutely it wasn't limited absolutely. to uh to that but um again not a mixed drink person theirs were really good the mojitos also and I, were just a, a regular mojito they i don't know if it's practice instruction ingredients all three uh they nailed it um, and that, that was a good place. They did have live entertainment there sometime. Um, and we're going to talk about entertainment next. In fact, nothing big, but, uh, you know, you might hear some live music, just guitarist, a singer. Uh, and I think they also did trivia there, if I'm not mistaken. They did. They did. Yeah. I've never been more relieved that I didn't participate in trivia. Like the moment I realized that, uh, the trivia that I thought about signing up for was like, uh, I think Marvel comics or something. And I, I know if possible, less oh. than zero about that. Yeah, right. <laughs> the, the one with the star on the uniform? Couldn't tell you. <laughs> okay. um, what uh, Were there any other uh, bars that stood out? No, I think for me it was really bouncing back and forth between um, the local mm-hmm. and uh, and the uh, Sugar Cane Mojito Bar. Uh, on my other sailing, I, I did enjoy Bliss. It just didn't shake out that way on this uh, time. I thought Bliss looked great. Um, I wasn't avoiding it. It just, uh, like, that's not so much your and Larissa's vibe. Um, so, like, the three of us hanging out together, that's probably not where I'm going to go. Yeah, Bliss is the with a different, with a different set of friends. It's a midship yeah. lounge, which turns into, like, a nightclub of sorts in the yeah, evening. It's the ultra lounge. Yeah. And it's, it's, it, I, I love midship lounges. Um, this type of midship lounge specifically, I think it just reminds me of, um, some ships that I've really enjoyed in the past. But yeah, I think Larissa and I might've gone there after you went to bed one time. Um, and it's, it's loud nightclub stuff. People were really enjoying themselves. Yeah. I'll leave it at that. Oh, you know what? There is one other bar I do want to mention. Um, uh, it has a name. It is all the way forward. Spinnaker. Oh, yeah. I Okay. Yes. Yeah. Spinnaker was one of the rooms I was really excited to see for a couple reasons. One, it just looks gorgeous in photographs and it's gorgeous in person um, as well. Really big windows, uh, angled windows all the way forward. And you can actually walk in front of those windows out on a deck if you want to feel like uh, if you want to know what uh, newscasters experience when they're standing in a hurricane 
Very windy out there. But uh, beautiful space, completely redone. Part of the reason that I wanted to see it was because many, many moons ago, when Luris and I sailed Sky several times, this, uh, this venue was the one legacy of the ship's original uh, intended purpose. Norwegian Sky was originally going, well, it was originally going to be a Costa ship, I think, but that never happened. And then it was going to be, um, or it was, uh, uh, Pride of Aloha. Um, yeah. and it was along with pride of America going to sail. It was going to be a U.S. flagship sailing Hawaii, whether not enough demand for both ships, high operating costs, whatever the reason they decided not to. And that's why, um, actually I said the last legacy, there's still one more. That's why Norwegian sky has uh, hibiscus, uh, as the livery. Mm-hmm. Um, the previously though, in years past, this venue, I forgot what it was called before Spinnaker, was had kind of a Polynesian it's theme. The mm. Outrigger Lounge. The Outrigger Lounge. I never would have come up with that. Um, I've got an old deck plan for Norwegian Sky pulled up on my secondary screen right now. How fancy we are! Um, <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, the I, I always thought it was cool because you had the ship that was not Polynesian theme, but this one lounge was, and it was. I guess there was maybe like a. 15% tacky element to it, but like in kind of a cute, I don't know, in a way that I, I liked. I liked the, the look of that lounge before. I don't dislike it now at all, uh, but it was kind of cool. Like, hey, do you know why this is Polynesian themed? And it was just a different kind of space, but that's a that's another really nice space. And we did have a couple drinks there. I think at one point we went, went to a cocktail party there, got yep. our picture taken with, uh, with El Capitan, I believe they call him in, in Norwegian. No, no, no. Okay. No. Not the Norwegian. Um, who else did we meet there? We met the um, the hotel director uh, there, and then I think we met the food and beverage manager for the ship. Yep, we got to we got to meet them at the officers' uh, and that's uh, and and also the concierge. Oh yeah, 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 Armando, Armando. Um, so so those are the the venues uh, at any of those. Uh, as far as bar service, uh, I know a lot of people, and, and I had the same apprehension to be honest when they see that Sky has still now, but not for long, 100% of the ship with the drink package, they think, oh, service is going to be rough. And I, I didn't find any real issues. The only place that got really nuts was at the pool bar, the, that main pool bar. Even then, I didn't really have a problem. Yeah. It, it was yeah, busy, but then. they kept up. There were plenty of them. They were working hard. Uh, I didn't have any issue. And and at no point did I order something like, oh, this is not what I meant, but okay, I'll take... Like, no, they quality quality maintained. I, I really don't know how they do it because I've seen other ships where and other sailings where there aren't nearly as many people with drink packages. And mm -hmm. I'm not sure they kept up kept up as well. So uh, yeah, they, they did it. I, I never had any issue um, with anything like that. Uh, do you, you have a similar experience overall? I, I mean, we, we know that when I went to the local, I, I met the bartender there, uh, Wolfman. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, his, so his name is Volkman, which apparently means Wolfman, as he told us. And so he's pouring me a drink and we're having a conversation and, uh, he hands me the drink over and, uh, see this name tag is Serbian and I know how to say thank you and you're welcome in Serbian. So, <laughs> so, oh, the drink I ordered, I asked for, no oh he asked me if i wanted a lemon or a lime earlier i said no i don't need a garnish and uh so then he get, serves me the drink and i say in serbian to him 
Vala. Uh, Billy's laughing right now. <laughs> I say to him, Vala. And he says back to me, name on a chamber, which is your welcome. I did not hear that. I thought what he said was orange or lemon. So I said back to him, no, I said I didn't want to garnish. <laughs> uh, and at this point, he looks at me and says, Nemanachemu. I'm like, oh, <laughs> right. Yeah, that, yeah, great, thanks. You are welcome. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go somewhere that we can't make eye contact for a little bit. No, he was great. Yeah, he was. He great. was. Oh, uh, it was later that evening uh, we saw him when he was serving at the um, at the captain's cocktail uh, hour, the officer's cocktail party, and and saw him and we continued to have a laugh curious listeners will be happy to know i did not once on the entire cruise go up to him and do an impression of wolfman jack so (laughs) i've learned some restraint over over the years um variety also was something i worried uh i don't actually worried but i i thought well everyone has a drink package they're going to kind of limit some options especially because you know not that uh somebody that likes uh bacardi captain morgan um uh, johnny walker absolute you know those those staple brands but i'm kind of picky <laughs> mm-hmm. might be an understatement and i i had kind of written off the possibility that they were going to have some of the things that i might ordinarily order but that wasn't the case either um so no problem with variety no problem with uh service despite everyone having a drink package uh, refresh my memory about what's the name of that scotch that you found in the local that you liked uh, i think they had talisker which is uh, yeah, one of the that, ones I like. The one. Actually, they, in fact, I don't remember if the local had two, but one of the, it was either Spinnaker or the local, had two different uh, bottlings of Talisker. Um, one was a 10, and I forgot what the other one was. But yeah, I was, uh, hmm. I was happy. Um, entertainment. Um, the first thing I want to call out is just because it was the standout. You know, most ships have like a, a house band of sorts. Mm-hmm. Um, and in some cases they are a band that has kind of been, uh, not adopted, clearly they're contracted, but you know, they, they're a band that they played together before and now they play together on the ship and they'll be all over the place. Um, I don't know if that's the case with this group or if they were assembled specifically for this, but the group's name was Manila Soul. Larissa had a great suggestion. We'll get to that in a second. <laughs> <laughs> and they blew my mind. Yeah, they, all all the musicians were 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 very good. The two female vocalists, um, I'm how do I say this? Not trying to like disparage cruising, like they they shouldn't be working on a ship. Like they they can they can do great things. Yeah, they were spectacular. One of them did a rendition of Titanium that was just excellent. It was excellent. Yeah, I I, I remember more than once. Uh, like sitting out by the pool, looking over, like double checking that there wasn't a recording. Right. Um, right. Really good. So Manila Soul, I'm actually going to link their uh, Facebook page in the the show notes because they were really awesome. Uh, I hope they stay on a ship that I sail on again. Um, and I actually heard uh, on cruise radio, in fact, somebody talking the other day about oh, uh, yeah. about Sky, and they said the exact same thing. They were like, "The these people were amazing." So. Yeah, that that's what stood out. Am am I gonna sound like a complete cosmopolitan snob if I tell you a third story that involves me speaking a foreign language? <laughs> <laughs> yes, please please proceed. 
All right. So I did get a chance to to talk to to the two uh, lead female vocalists of of Manila Soul. Uh, they were talking to the I think he was the guy running the internet uh, desk. He was also from the Philippines. So they were talking, but I walked up to, to them and said, "Oh, yeah, I, I saw y'all performing. Just think you're great. Really happy to have heard your performance." And then as I left, I said, "Salamat po," which is "Thank you very much" in in Tagalog. And one of them's eyes just got enormous. Like, how does this guy know how to say anything in Tagalog? Well, that's the only thing I know how to yeah. say. Uh, but then she immediately taught me how to say "You're welcome," which is um, "Walu anuman." So now I know how to reply. I uh, I will probably still forget that tomorrow. And like half my coworkers are in the Philippines, and yet I'm just apparently incourteous. I'm sorry. Wow. Uh, oh, salamat po. Uh, salamat po. Yeah, there you go. Um, the the name Larissa suggested, by the way, for Manila Soul, it just makes sense, guys. It just makes sense. Manila Sky, the ship is the sky. It's it's it sounds like vanilla. Sky. Like everything about it makes it's, sense. There there's no. It's a, it's a missed opportunity. It is. It truly is. Uh, that was uh, that was maybe the only critical thing in the comment card that I. Uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> um there was other entertainment about uh the ship as well um so you, you've got piano player here but i don't recall this when where did you see this person oh uh he only came out after eight o'clock so after <laughs> old man bedtime no, he, he didn't he didn't have a 4 30 a.m show yeah. for me to catch no, no early bird special <laughs> rick rick goes to sleep a little earlier than i do he also wakes up earlier so we, we can have all the morning jokes you want against me uh so yeah there was a, a piano player um, listen, the, the man was far more talented than I can ever hope to be, uh, in any musical capacity. I thought he was a little, maybe a lot more gimmicky, um, than other shipboard piano player vocalists that I've seen. Other people were, were enjoying it. I'm glad they were. Um, again, this isn't, uh, I, I didn't love it. Not because he wasn't talented. It was just the style wasn't my thing uh but he was there uh i saw him two places but the main place that i kept seeing him was uh kind of the top of the atrium area uh by the atrium bar and he was there pretty now that you're putting this together i i do recall having seen that piano player but i i never sat in on one of his shows or anything yeah um I don't know that you would have felt much differently, but maybe. I don't know. Um, so in addition, there was a duo in the Mojito Bar that was... So up until um, just was that a month or two ago, Sky was sailing to Cuba at least once a week. Mm-hmm. And there was a duo that played in the Mojito Bar that was pretty clearly a vestige of, of that. Um, just because their... Uh, you know, Latin music in general is, is very in vogue in pop pop culture, and the ship sails out of South Florida. Shorter sailings, a lot of locals. The majority of people in South Florida are either Hispanic or, um, or at least very familiar with Hispanic culture. So I'm not suggesting, oh, it was a Hispanic duo, like it must have been because of Cuba. No, it's just the the type of music that they were playing and their overall act made it pretty clear to me that that was what they had going on. Um, and uh, I, I can't really say too much more than that because I, I think I only heard like two songs, just a timing thing. It wasn't intentional. Yeah, I would say they're costuming kind of. Yeah, yeah. What do you vote kind yep. of Spain or Cuba? Actually, the, 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 the gentleman uh, had a number of different vests. And every time I saw him, um, it reminded me of vests 
that uh, like the same type of vest that you, you see some servers on DCL ships wear. Um, I knew you were going there because whenever the word vest escapes your mouth, uh, it, it, it's not more than 10 seconds until on like on DCL comes out of your mouth too. <laughs> I, I, did I don't not, think I've ever heard you talk about a vest without then going on to talk about the uniforms on DCL. I did not know that. Okay. I'm going right. to write that down here. Vest I've, DCL. I've been friends with you for a while. and <laughs> Keep a tally mark next to my desk every time I do that. Um, what else? Uh, so there was a singer guitarist who he was, he was like a jukebox. And what I mean is, uh, you know, I'm playing pop songs from any number of decades. Uh, he seemed to seem to focus a lot on maybe like late 90s. Um, oh, I felt it like it was early '90s. Was it? I man, you, you may be you may be right, but he played some I other felt stuff like it too. Was he the played time at, at which your at which um, your wife Larissa would have been an angsty fifteen year old girl. So when would that have been? Don't make me do math. <laughs> <laughs> but and and by the way, I'm not disparaging Larissa when I say that she would agree. And we talked about it while the music was playing because he put, what it was the oh name. She was Google not Dolls. fifteen, by the way, in the early '90s. I, have, I don't know how old your wife is. <laughs> um, so, so yeah, uh, he, he did some things. He did, uh, I heard him do a couple things from 70s and 80s, and he did a couple more modern things as well. Uh, it, was, it was enjoyable. Like, uh, I think he was good. Um, he was good, like, background music, and I think that's kind of what his show was made to be, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. um, I was, when he was playing, I was glad he was playing. He added to the atmosphere. I wish I, yeah. I, wish I could remember his name. Um, um, I think what uh, your, your one comment was uh, his song selection was dictated by which songs could he play with his guitar with the reverb on <laughs> uh, yeah I think I think then I brought up chimes and I said there are certain yeah. things that a musician has that uh, I say with great power comes great responsibility I told that to my friend Pablo <laughs> when he got chimes years ago so uh, theater, they, of course, have main stage shows and a comedian and stuff like that. Uh, I don't believe we caught any of them. No, on a, on a three, four night sailing, I think it's just really not the focus. Um, on, yeah. on a seven night sailing, like going to the theater is something I want to do. And it, it, it wasn't a priority on this sailing. Yeah, agreed. Um, you know, I, I would very much, and we'll get into this, I would very much like to go on Sky again for, for a number of reasons. And maybe I'll make an active effort to at least check out one of them so that I you just want know what the score is, you know? Uh, oh, but... I thought you wanted to sit at like a cabaret table or at a, a oh, seat that had a cabaret table. They, they do. Yes. So uh, we mustered it, mu muster past tense, not, <laughs> you not had a condiment. Uh, yes. Uh, our, our muster station, actually, our muster station was... Well, doesn't matter. We ended up in the, uh, during muster, we ended up in the theater and they had not what I would call typical cabaret seating, but but they did have plenty of space to walk uh, in, in front of the, 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 the seats and they had tables uh, on which to put your drink. And I love that. That is something that is important to me. Frankly, even if I'm not going to have a drink during the show, because a lot of time I regret that because half an hour in, I'm, like I really have to pee, um, but mm. uh, it it just makes it feel less like you're sitting in a movie theater and more like you've come to enjoy a relaxed performance. Yeah. Um, so I, I did like that. Uh, we'll check out a show on the next sailing. Let's talk about where we actually went, because believe it or not, as much sure. as we've talked about this ship, it went places. 
Did you know that? Yeah, that was that wasn't the focus of what we were doing, but it was a great perk. That's true. I uh, I probably I would have booked the sailing if it was going to uh, Lighthouse Point, not not the place that Disney's building a property, but it's a suburb. Um, I don't know for the three people in South Florida listening. Uh, so Key West was one, and we've talked. We did actually. I think one of the very first episodes you and I ever recorded was about mm-hmm. Key West as a port, and I'll link to that in the show notes. I would encourage anyone if you're thinking about uh, if you're going to Key West, if you're thinking about going to Key West, check that episode out. Um, and you can listen to all the stuff we talked about and know that on this sailing, we pretty much did none of it. <laughs> <laughs> The reason, That's true. That's the reason true. quite simply was um, we're very fortunate we get to go to Key West, you know, pretty often. Uh, and it was uh, I'm trying to I'm trying to do math here uh, from Fahrenheit to Kelvin. Uh, <laughs> it was extraordinarily a million. A million. hot. It was ballpark at a million. All of the degrees. Um <laughs> Yeah, so we got off the ship, we walked around, took a picture that I still haven't put on Instagram. Maybe I'll do that tomorrow. And um, and then came yeah, back I from got the ship. Sh- I got to shout at you a lot while we were taking that picture. That's, that was fun. That's like my third favorite thing. <laughs> it's like my second. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, is we docked right in, um, uh, not Mallory in Mallory Square. Square, but, you know, the thing that walks out next to Mallory Square. Uh, not in, not in the Navy dock is, is my point there. Right. Um, where okay. you have to take a shuttle. So we dock closer to the city. It's really convenient. I still really enjoy Key West. Um, it's not my favorite place in the world, but I, I like that you can walk around and see a bunch of cool stuff. I like doing the historic tours sometimes, but it was just hot. So we went back yeah. on the ship and had a great time on the ship. Where else did we go on the screen? Oh, uh, one thing in case... <laughs> I don't know why you're asking me because that's the only place I went on the ship. <laughs> that's true. Great stuff. Don't hand this one off to that, me. That's true. Uh, I, I do want to mention there is... Um, we cover this on the uh, on the episode about Key West. There is something you should absolutely know about a cruise visiting Key West and the order in which you visit. You should absolutely know this because for some, not all, for some, it may lead to a really unpleasant surprise depending on the order in which uh, you, you're, you visit different ports of call if you're hitting Key West. Check out, that's, that's the teaser, check out the Key West episode of the Cruise Habit Podcast in the show notes. Next stop was Great Stirrup Key, K. I still don't know which way I want to say it. Um, and that is NCL's private island. They actually have two now. Um, they've got Great Stirrup K and Harvest K. For some reason, I always want to say Harvest K, but Great Stirrup Key, I, I can swing. I don't know why. That doesn't make Isn't sense. Isn't Harvest K spelled with the E on the end? Isn't it C-A-Y-E? I'm not, a, I'm not what most people would call a reader, Rick. Yeah, man. <laughs> Um, <laughs> Make the doctor check. Sure. All right. <laughs> so uh, it's been uh, it's been around for yes. a long. The answer is yes. It's with an E. Okay, but not. Uh, but great stirrup is not. Great stirrup is not. I'm gonna. Uh, if anyone listens to um, Away with Words, the podcast, I'm writing them about this one. I want to find out the deal. So. Or I could just use a dictionary, but that's not as much fun. Uh, so Great Stirrup has been there for a while. I think uh, NCL acquired the property um, back in the mid to late 70s, if I recall. Uh, we'll do a whole episode about that stuff. I, I really like it there. Know that it is a tender port. 
Um, some people will say, ah, oh, really don't like that. Um, because especially now that more and more of cruise ship private destinations are putting in docks. I have zero knowledge as to whether or not NCL plans to put in a dock great stir. Uh, maybe they are. It wouldn't surprise me if they were looking into it. It wouldn't surprise me if it turned out that it was too difficult to do or impractical for some reason. What I do know is that other than the risk that in higher winds or surf, you won't be able to tender, um, which is not a problem for us on this visit, I really don't mind tendering. It's just not that big of a deal. You could see something different, do something different. It's nice when you can walk off ship, but I really don't mind. And somehow for me, it makes it feel like you're that much more uh, remote. Like if I can look over and I see the ship butt up against the land that I'm standing on, it doesn't feel quite as exotic. Mm. Maybe that's mm -hmm. stupid. Maybe that doesn't make sense. Um, would I complain if they put a dock there? Uh, no, but I actually don't mind that you, that you tender. Um, and for those unfamiliar, tendering just means you get off the ship onto a boat. That's the difference. Uh, when you're talking about a cruise ship, don't call it a boat. Boats can fit on ships. So uh, it uh, in this case, they actually use some tenders that they've been using for a while. I'll get into that when I talk about then and now. We got off uh, the tender. We started walking around the island, just started exploring. Rick, uh, I don't remember, were you sleeping? Yeah. So I had, I had I'd enjoyed myself a lot the day before. So we walked around, Larissa and I walked around, and when, like many of these um, islands and private destinations, when you first walk out, the first beach you get to will be beautiful and really crowded. Don't stop there. Don't stop there. Don't stop there. Don't stop at the first beach or the first section of the first beach, at least. At least, Because I promise you, on all of these properties, there are other beaches or other stretches of beach, and there are not nearly as many people. It is shocking how many people go to this first beach and then don't walk, like, I don't know, you know, an extra 25 meters or something to get to a much quieter part. But it is beautiful. There is no lack of seating, even at the really busy part of the beach. There was no lack of seating there. Um... There was some uh, music playing in the background, this little entertainment pavilion thing, hut. I don't know what to call it. Not too loud. It was nice. I liked it. Uh, added some ambiance. Watercolor was beautiful. Sand was beautiful. There was, if you wanted to look for shade, there was definitely shade to be had, which is good because, man, was it hot again this day. So then we, we walked to some of the other areas. I saw some of the other dining areas. And I noticed uh, as we're taking this walk and looking up, it looked like there were low power lines with colorful poles. And I thought, that's weird. And then I realized, oh, they're building a zip line. That's clearly mm -hmm. what they're doing. And then I asked one person, he said, no, I don't know anything about that. I don't know if he just really didn't know or they were like, don't tell anyone they're building a zip line. I don't know how he really hide that, though. Um, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> there is nothing to see here. Uh, <laughs> Please disperse. I, I, I did speak with a few people, um, a couple officers. They said, yep, that's what we're doing. There's not yet a projected date um, okay. th that any of the officers were either aware of or, or able to share. Then we went and we were very uh, courteously invited to enjoy uh, an area. Uh, there's one space called the Haven Lagoon. That's There's... There's actually going to be two lagoons soon because they're expanding this. But there's this whole space that is for, um, I think it's sweet guests and guests with villas. Um, mm, yeah. And I say villas, not cabanas, because there are cabanas at Great Stirrup. And there are actually two different types, much like at um, 
Labadee and Coco, there are two different types, just depending on the location, how far they are from the beach, slightly different layout. And, and the, those cabanas looked lovely. They're in a reasonably public area. This space, though, the Haven Lagoon area with the villas is very secluded. You, um, There is a way that you can walk there, but it's closed, I think, unless you're escorted. Generally, you take this little electric car. They'll drive you to the other side of the island to this area. It is gorgeous. These villas are their houses. They're, they're small houses. They have a private restroom, uh, fridge inside. You can close the floor to ceiling sliders and just enjoy the view of the lagoon from there. There are servers that will get you anything you need uh, while you're there, and then you can walk down to the beach. They are building another lagoon with another set of villas, many of which are like two bedroom, kind of like they have at Great, uh, at, excuse me, at Harvest K, where it's it's like something that you'd stay in overnight, but you're you're not, at least as of right now, you're not. Um, not an inexpensive option from uh, from what I would gather, but really looked mm-hmm. lovely. This area also had a spa. And there's a picture in the live blog where I show you that the waiting area, like if you're waiting for someone else at the spa, is maybe the prettiest place on the entire island. And that says a lot because there's a lot of great, great syrup that I think is beautiful. Um, but the, the spa is in that same, um, uh, was it uh, Haven Lagoon or Silver Cove or whatever that area is called. Uh, in addition, I mentioned when we're talking about dining, the we'll say enhanced buffet that was Mm. there. And of course, a bar Uh, and plenty of servers walking around to get you anything from the bar or if you wanted something else that was at the buffet, you know, people were going up and getting it, but they would happily get something for you if you needed. Really well catered to. Um, In fact, just overall, the the level of fit and finish on that part of Great Stirrup. Now, I actually kind of prefer the more rustic islands, which is one of the things I like about Great Stirrup. It still has that, that remote island feeling not so much a theme park. And that's not a criticism, by the way, of the the main thing right next door. In fact, it's like, I think a mile and a half away from Great Serp Coco Cay, Royal Caribbean's on. Not a criticism. They've recently done all these things you can read about over at royalcaribbeanblog.com with water parks and just some crazy things that look really cool that I can't wait to check out. Definitely cool stuff. Great Serp, I like that kind of rustic thing. That's what I'm going for. You You may be going for other things. But the suite area and villa area, way more refined, reminded me of a very high-end resort. Perfectly manicured. Um, for those of you familiar, I know Rick will be manicured uh, to the level of Disney Deluxe Resort. Mm-hmm. Nothing was out of place. Somebody, Somebody's trimming those hedges with like a pair of fiscus. Um, it was really quite nice. And... I think where that is a nice advantage is, you know, guests that are staying in the Haven on some of these end sail ships, you're really shelling out quite a premium there. Um, so I can see where someone would want uh, a really upped area. And that's what they provided in terms of food, service, um, the overall experience. It was very, very nice. I would even say that if guests, and, and I honestly don't know how common this is, if guests from Regent or Oceana, both lines owned by Norwegian Cruise Line Holdings, their upper premium and luxury lines respectively, went to Great Stirrup and came upon this area, they would feel uh, like this experience was built for them. So I, I guess my mm. point is there was no compromise in the way that they built out this particular part of Great Stirrup K, but I actually really, really like the rustic feeling of the rest of the island. 
um, they both have have things to offer there. Uh, just as to close out the section, I, I uh, pulled up the excursion page for renting an Ocean View villa at Silver Cove, um, and uh, Norwegian's price right now is three forty nine, three hundred and forty nine dollars for for a villa, for an ocean villa. Wow. So I don't know how that compares to uh, like some of Royal Caribbean's cabana type not, offers. It's cheaper than a cabana. Okay. I th think I've paid anywhere from three fifty to five hundred for a cabana, like Labadee. I, I, mm -hmm. It's been a little while. I'd have to go back and check. But that's I'm very surprised. Now, one thing that the concierge did tell me is, uh, and and please don't send angry letters letters to me if I'm wrong. Send them to Rick at cruisehabit.com. No. Um, no. Uh, I think that sweet guests on NCL have first crack at them. In other uh, words, okay. if they're all occupied by sweet guests, you're SOL. Mm -hmm. uh, which is not an uncommon thing. I, I think um, they're, Royal used to do something similar. I think Disney did or does something similar on their island but there aren't nearly as many. Maybe that will be less of a factor when they open up the second area. And I'm certain it's less of a factor on Sky, which is a much smaller, lower occupancy ship than when, you know, Epic uh, is is visiting Great Stirrup. That could be a much bigger challenge. Yeah, if you have like a Breakaway Breakaway Plus class ship that has a dedicated haven area that is a large area, maybe three floors, three decks. Yeah. Um, that, that does put a different population level on the island than a ship like the Sky, which has some suites, yep. but it wasn't at Not all built there. in um, that way. Absolutely. Very good point. Oh, last thing I, I will mention um, about yeah. uh, Great Stirrup is the, and this will actually transition me into the then and now part. I've been going to Great Stirrup Key since uh, before I could walk. Um and over the years, it's been cool to watch it evolve, though I hadn't gone in about 10 years. So watching that leap was, was something really interesting. And in the last 10 years, they've really changed it from what previously looked like, oh, someone found an island and put stuff, uh, put like lounge chairs and things to build huts onto a rowboat and came one after the other and built up this island with it. Uh, mm. Really... You know, I keep going back to Rustic. It still is most of it, the non-sweet area Rustic, but it really used to be. Now that's certainly been built up. So, for example, the Bacardi bar is the center bar. There are many bars. <laughs> but the big center bar and where they have music playing is the Bacardi bar. There's a giant Bacardi logo on the floor. And they they made a killer mojito, mojito over there. Excuse me. Um, that literally was a hut uh, mm. before. Um, and there, it was just, if I recall, I think sand around it and there might've been like a wooden kind of, or driftwood kind of fence, uh, or gate around it. I'm not even sure. It, it's definitely different now. Still maintains the overall feel. Bacardi bar was pretty cool though. They, much like the sugarcane mojito bar, they had some really great rum based drinks over there. Mm. Um, the, something different that I noticed if, uh, and I don't know when this change occurred at Great Syrup, I remember as a child and as recently as 10 years ago, you'd tender to the island and it was like, um, this is really insensitive of me. It's like landing at the beach at Normandy, except without all of the explosions. Uh, the, in that the tender pulled up on the beach 
and the front of the tender went down onto the sand and you walked from the tender onto the beach. Like that's, mm. that's how you got there. And you they had some buoys. Landing. Yes. They had some buoys that made it so that there weren't people like swimming in, uh, in that particular <laughs> path. Um, but it was really cool. And the tenders that they used were, um, some of the tenders that they used were the tenders that the Norway, a ship that I've written about before, one of my favorite ships, a really interesting ship, the first ship to go from truly great ocean liner, the France, to cruise ship with, uh, with Norwegian, in fact, many years ago. She used to carry her own tenders. I think one of them was called the Bahamarama Mama. And now a lot of those are still in use, but they no longer do the beach landing. Uh, there's an area a harbor of sorts that I'm sure makes it a lot easier and safer for them that reminded me in look and shape um, along with like an embarkation area or arrival area we'll say a lot like what they have at Half Moon Key which is Holland America's private island which fun fact Half Moon used to be owned by Norwegian Cruise Lines many moons ago we're just no extra charge for these tidbits that people are fast forwarding through by the way so it if you'd like to know more about the SS Norway, you can Google SS Norway. Billy's favorite ships, the story of the SS Norway, comes up as your third result. And I'm sure that you guys will help make it the first result. That's <laughs> that's the goal. You all have homework. Search that, then click. Billy's antiquated means of SEO. So <laughs> once we got back on the on the ship from, uh, or you guys got back on the ship from, from Great Stirp, we had one more meal in the main dining room with Bosco, and that was just fantastic. Again, taken very, very good care of. Uh, the next morning, again, a breakfast at Cagney's. And mm-hmm. uh, that's when I had full breakfast at, at Cagney's, not just jumping in like uh, late and picking up one thing off the off the cold bar. That was pretty fantastic. But then it was time to go. It it was too quick. Yeah, um, it, it was. And this is what I was worried about. This is the nature of my apprehension with doing a weekend cruise. What I learned, though, and it's the reason that I will be doing more weekend cruises, is that as much as I hated that, as much as I'm a miserable jerk much of the last day uh, of any cruise, because I'm not looking forward to the cruise coming to an end, for the most part, I didn't think about how short it was while we're on the ship. I just enjoyed being there. I enjoyed the experience. And... I, perhaps that is one of the ways in which I have matured over the years. I've managed to put that out of my mind to to some degree, uh, and that uh, that's a good thing. So I I I hope to to be able to enjoy that uh, again. D- the process of disembarkation I thought was the way that we did it, especially pretty leisurely. You mentioned Cagney's, um, which very quick aside, the very first time I went to Cagney's for for breakfast, I walked up, I saw this woman I had never seen in my entire life who was at the like host stand thing and she said, uh, Mr. William, Miss Larissa. Well, how, how do you know? <laughs> I, that was, that was really bizarre. They, they apparently, I don't know, put some sort of tracker dart in me as best as I can tell. Um, well, they've got your picture. Yeah. But they, how did they know I was going to walk up? I hadn't given my stateroom number yet. Oh, I think Armando had. Oh, I know. Made a- but it was still yeah. really impressive. So, yeah, I, oh, agreed. Totally. Like, for me, it's not a secret how they did it. I'm really sure. impressed they went to that length. I guess it's like watching a magic trick. Even if they show you how they did it, I still go, well, that was impressive. I couldn't have done that. <laughs> yeah. So we uh, we had breakfast there. 
um, disembarkation warning. And that made it really, to me, leisurely. Also, I don't think you had to be out of the room. Actually, I scanned the um, freestyle dailies. Uh, but I'm not looking right? at it. No, it. Was that it? That's what I was going to say, but that seems yeah. so late. That's, that's so late. It's really... a smaller ship, I think, and that might be why. Perhaps, perhaps. And that was really nice. I didn't feel nearly as rushed. I'm not a morning person. I hate when I have to be out of the room by 7.30 or something crazy. It's just terrible. So we're able to actually make sure we were 100% packed, left the bags in the room, went up to Cagney's, had that nice breakfast, uh, looking at the skyline of the city of Miami mm -hmm. and Miami Beach, went back to the room, grabbed our bags, and what'd you say it took uh, the, the line for disembarkation? I'm going to say 20 minutes. Yeah, off the ship was near instantaneous. The The backup was there's, and I said elevator earlier in the podcast, I meant escalator. Mm -hmm. uh, there's one escalator. Well, it's true. There's just one elevator and just one escalator, but that's where the bottleneck is. There is someone who works in the, in the port holding the line back if the escalator needs to clear. Yeah, they I think. Just got one. Uh, the stairs, I think, were not an option. Um, yeah. This I, time. I don't know. I, I I suspect the, the stairs weren't an option for the same reason that they do that with the escalators. Partially, they don't want to overload the escalators. People have heavy bags and stuff. But also, if you have that many people and one single person at the bottom, you know, stumbles yeah. or hesitates, you have a bad situation. I've, I've seen I've seen other ports. I think Tampa does that um, at uh, at the port. I've seen that happen on other ports. And it's just it's annoying because it's like, man, if my cruise is over now, I just want to be home. Uh, right. Again, this is something where listeners are going, you jerk, you were home within 60 minutes. What are you complaining about? And you know what? To that, I say valid point. I will try and shut up. Yeah. But, uh, but everything went smoothly. Um, you know, NCL's part, everything was perfectly smooth. Um, they're, they were actually using the yeah. facial recognition thing that uh, we're seeing at some ports and airports. Yeah. And in this instance, they brought those um, yeah. devices onto the ship. So we were on uh, like the outside promenade walkway, and as we walked towards the uh, the gangway, it was walk past this machine, have a look at your picture, have a look at your face. If it matches your picture, great. You walk right off the ship. Now the thing, regardless of what port, regardless of what cruise line, regardless of what procedure they're using, the one piece of advice that I think we both agree on is. If you're rushing, unless you're doing priority disembarkation, carrying off all your bags, you're not checking anything, you're that first person off the ship, maybe you need to be, you have to go to work, you have to catch a flight, whatever the case may be. Unless you're going that route, wait a while. Wait as wait long as you can. they kick you off. Yeah, because they're not, they're not going to start embarkation until everyone's off. And they're not, trust me, they won't let you, they're not going to let the last person be more than three seconds behind the second to last person. So don't worry about it ever. Um, mm. So you, that that way you say, listen, I got to wait. Uh, would I rather wait in line at the port or on the ship or would I rather wait at this lounge? And uh, listen, depending on how long it takes and the size of the ship and the cruise line, uh, I've actually, I have had on my drink package a mimosa. Not on Sky, I didn't try that. Because eventually... If you, if you can find an open bar, your drink package will still work. <laughs> or have maybe um, a second breakfast if you're lucky. Last time I was on Sky, we did have mimosas with breakfast. Uh, and that was totally possible because Larissa was picking me and David up from the port. 
And you wanted to be liquored up for being a passenger in Larissa's car. I understand. End of episode. We can stop recording right there. I do the same thing. I didn't say any of that. I didn't say any of that. Um, I'm, I'm holding up my my not uh, my snifter to uh, to the webcam so, brick right now. <laughs> All right. So Bentley did do a live vlog while he was uh, on there. Got some great pictures in there. A uh, video of that late night buffet that he was talking about. Uh, that's all there. We'll provide uh, a link to that. Uh, but go ahead and just go to cruisehabit.com and type in Sky in the search box and all of that stuff will come right up. Uh, the big questions. Would we? Well, maybe let's let me weigh this against Mariner first, and then sure. we'll get to the makes the, sense. Uh, the really the ultimate question. Uh, so, uh, how would I compare this uh, against Mariner? I feel like they're both ships of, of about the same size. Well, let's provide context as to why you're comparing to Mariner right now, because I, I think it's what, important to. So, in years past, ships that did three and four night sailings, um, they were often older ships that maybe didn't get as much love as would have liked. You might still have a great time. You probably would still have a really great time. But they didn't have, you know, maybe some of the modern venues, maybe some of the bells and whistles. Maybe the decor felt a little more dated. Maybe you notice some more areas that needed, you know, new paint or new carpet compared to on uh, on a different ship of the same line. You just, that's not, th- those ships didn't get the love. In the last year or two, however, that has started to change. And I think that's largely started with Royal Caribbean. They said, and and I'm glad because this is, it's bothered me for a while. A lot of people, even though I say don't start with a three or four night cruise, start with a seven night, nine out of 10 people who cruise once want to cruise again. You're not going to want a shorter cruise. If this is, if you're looking for a first cruise, take a seven night cruise. But for some weird reason, not millions of people listen to this show. I don't know why. It's a big complaint I have. And uh, and so a lot of people still take their first cruise as a three or four night. And when they do, they don't get the experience that they see on the commercials. Right. They don't have the water slides. They don't have the big theater show. They don't have... Yeah, and they see, again, maybe something where it's like, you know, there's a little more rust on the hull, you know. Not that, not that anything's run down, but it's just not as polished, right? Well, Royal really started to change that a couple years ago. And I think the, the industry as a whole is starting to recognize that they need to change that. So Royal... They, they did things, now I haven't had the pleasure of sailing yet on Mariner, but Mariner and Navigator and Indy, I believe, um, really they said, let's, let's make this every bit as nice as our other ships. Mm-hmm. And Rick, you did that very shortly after Mariner's dry dock, if I recall. Yeah, that, yeah that's right. So um, you can go to, uh, on, our, uh, on cruisehabit.com, you can search for Mariner and we'll link you to the message board on Royal Caribbean blog.com where I did the, the live blog for Mariner, um, went for four nights. Uh, I felt like that was a really great, uh, upgraded experience. Like I could tell there was improvement to the ship. Uh, one of the things that I, I liked was the water slides. That was a big improvement. Um, so how would it stack up? Okay. Um, I think if you've got young kids, you're gonna want to go on Mariner. Your young kids are gonna want uh, gonna want the water activities, the slides, and all of that. Uh, younger adults, college age, they might be happy with either. Uh, maybe a little bit older. I, I think you're gonna start leaning towards the Norwegian Sky. And I'm not saying it's a boring ship or it's for old people, not at all. Um, but I think it's the like the water slides, the water activity. Um, I think that's a big motivator that for me makes it more of a college age or 
twenties, thirties, maybe better crowd on, on Sky. Yeah, that that um, I'm glad to hear you say that because I like anytime someone affirms what I uh, believed with absolutely no foundation. So okay, <laughs> that that was kind of well, what part I think. Did I affirm? Oh, all, all of it. Um, so oh. nailed it. You'll get your you'll get your bonus. Um, the I felt like our experience on Sky was definitely much better than most three night cruise experiences that we probably would have had two, three years ago, except for maybe DCL. I would put them as the exception because their three night experiences weren't really any different um, than their longer sailings. I, I agree that if you have young kids, you're probably going to want those things. Or if you just, in general, you want high energy activities. Uh, it's a, a phrase that I use a lot on the site and occasionally on this show. What I mean by that, water slides, rock walls, bumper car, stuff like that. You're not going to find those on Sky. But right. I don't think there is any significant compromise. If you don't need those things, I've not identified anything that was a real compromise on the sailing. It, it um, I thought there would be some compromises, to be quite honest with you. But you know to the to the question of would you recommend um i certainly would you know if you don't need those things i i can say with a high level of confidence i'll be going back on sky for for another three or four nights sailing you uh yeah i think uh i'm gonna wait until uh it's more of the off season so yes. maybe the prices there's a there's a better value proposition for a guy who lives in florida um but yeah I would, I would, gl I was happy to go on Sky again and see the changes. I would definitely go back. I really enjoyed it. Um, really enjoyed the drinks. Really enjoyed the food. It was great to see like familiar faces uh, there. Great to meet some new people. Yeah. Um, I think with the, the crowd that's on the ship, it's a good level. Like um, people say, well, on a small ship, you always have lines. On a big ship, because it's bigger, you don't have lines. And that's absolutely not true at yeah. all. All the services are scaled to the number of, yes. of people that are on the ship. Um, but I never felt like there was much of a wait. I never uh, felt crowded the, the at bar any pool. point. May, I may yeah. have felt less crowding issues on Sky than uh, perhaps than any contemporary ship I've been on. P perhaps. I will say that the Oasis class, despite all the people, they do an amazing job of managing that. So that yeah. might be the, the one exception. Um, maybe maybe just on par. Um, but yeah, I, it, it was great. As you said, off-season, I will probably wait just because you do pay a premium going over the summer, but sometimes you got that itch you need to scratch. And in the off-season, you can get some incredible deals on this ship. And for those wondering, yeah, but it's not going to include alcohol anymore. Here's the thing, as I mentioned at the top of the show, nothing is free. Alcohol was never free. Norwegian generally packages, uh, builds all these different packages you can do. So you're not paying 90 something dollars for a drink package. You're picking it as one of the perks. And maybe there are other perks, depending on the category and the, the type of fare that you purchase. You will still be able to do that. You will still be able to choose uh, the alcoholic beverage package as one of your free at sea perks. And the net cost, I don't suspect, will be much different because in fact, it may, if it if the net cost goes up, I don't know that that has anything to do with anything beyond just prices go up over time. There is a kind of person that this might be very good for. Yeah, those who don't drink a lot. I, do those, uh, I, I don't meet a lot of those people. But um, I guess they exist in this world. And yeah, with it kind of 
with the cost of the drink package separated from the cost of the cruise now, that might be advantageous for them. Despite my best efforts to corrupt her, this may work out well for Emily Westhoff. I think that's what we're saying. Oh, yes. All right. And we enough, can hang out with her. Enough inside references. I would love to. That would make me happy. So, uh, so yeah, that was it. That was our very long-winded uh, review and discussion of our Norwegian Sky three-night sailing to Key West and Great Stirrup Key. Make sure you check out the live blog at cruisehabit.com. We've got pictures, video, and even more descriptions if, if for some reason an hour and a half just wasn't enough for you. And to that I say, uh, I'm sorry. But, uh, but yeah, thanks for, thanks for hanging out and, uh, and listening. Take care. Thanks for hanging out with us during our recap of our recent three-night Norwegian Sky Cruise. If you don't already, subscribe to the Cruise Habit Podcast on Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, or whatever your preferred platform is. I wanted to share a recent review we got on Apple Podcasts from P. Robbins 67 Love Cruise Habit. I just found Cruise Habit and love it. Thanks for all your great information. I have my third Carnival Cruise scheduled in 2020. I can't wait. I would love to try other cruise lines, but I'm trying to get to gold status on Carnival. P. Robbins, thank you so much for leaving review. I appreciate it so much. I almost, almost feel bad telling you. I don't think anyone should not try other lines waiting for status. Just my opinion. It's okay, though. We are glad you enjoy the podcast and the site, and we are glad you enjoy cruising whatever line, wherever in the world. So thank you so much for leaving the review. We appreciate it. Uh, If you like our show, and we hope you do, help spread the word by leaving us a review on iTunes or Apple Podcasts and share articles, podcast episodes, whatever content you find over on cruisehabit.com with someone else that will find that content valuable. Want to support the show? We recently partnered with our friends at MEI Travel. I've personally been booking cruises and other trips with MEI for a decade. That sounds like a long time when I say it out loud. And decided to partner with them uh, because, well, I know they will work hard to make your trip awesome. So support us by supporting them and getting a quote for your next cruise at cruisehabit.com. Thanks again and stay tuned for lots more Cruise Habit, including coverage of our upcoming cruise on the newly refurbished Celebrity Equinox.